Welcome to the Interesting Podcast, episode number 206. My guest today is the incredible Dara O'Farrell. Not only is he one of the forefathers of voice acting in video games, who worked at LucasArts for almost 20 years, he's also a delightful man and a blast to hang out with. In this episode, we talk about him originally being from Ireland, moving to Los Angeles, getting a job as a runner at an animation company, his first time directing, bluffing his way into a job at LucasArts, working on Knights of the Old Republic, my personal favorite video game. He gives great advice for upcoming directors, and we talk about so much more! Dara is fantastic, and I'm so excited for you all to get to know him. So, without further ado, let's do this, friends! Please enjoy this episode of The Interesting Podcast, number 206, with Dara O'Farrell. Theme song time! Experts are people that just learn to wing it and you can't tell anymore. That's right. How's your day going, man? Not too bad. Not too bad. I uh, Kids are out of school, so nice nice uh, kind of lazy start to the day and dropped my son off at one of his soccer practices this morning. And then I did uh, an hour and 15 minutes on the bike trainer. Ooh. And here we are. There you <laughs> go. Do you do you like being busy? Are you the kind of like, are you good with free time? I'm terrible. I'm no, I'm I'm good with free time. I can oh, yeah? I can oh yeah I can. What's, uh, what's the key? Do you just have? Do you get to a point where you're so tired you need it? And you're like, hmm. No, I just I I, I like I like pondering over things that take you know soak up a lot of time. Like I I a good example. Um, I'm a avid cyclist and yeah. used to used to be a bike racer when I was a teenager. So when it comes to the Tour de France or yeah. you know whatever other cycling you know bike races are going on. I'll uh, stick them on and, you know, the, the TV coverage is, you know, they'll have like three, four hours of TV coverage. So I'll sure. just like <laughs> turn it on and I'll just kind of putter around the house and check in and see where they are on the stage and continue doing whatever it is I'm doing and, you know, check back in as, as you know, the last hour I'll sort of watch, you know, the, the important the, the, part, the, the important part. And, <laughs> You know, but if I have free time, I'm, you know, I run, I bike, I am an avid uh, soccer fan as well. So there's always games on and, and, yeah. uh, and, and I'm a gamer. So, you know, there's, there's, I can soak up free time, no problem at all. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but the key, the thing is, does that count as free time? Because you're working and like you do like for you, video games is basically homework. And then you've also got cycling. I don't know if I'd call cycling free time, Dara. I mean, uh, no, it's, it, it's, it's physical. It's, it's, yeah, but it clears the mind, you know. Oh, that's so a good point. You like can uh, get into that autopilot sort of yeah, like, yeah, okay. Ex exactly. It's it, it it's hard to it's one of those things when you're on the bike, it's actually hard to hard to uh think too hard because you're you're you know, you're sure. focused on on you know what's coming up, you know, what climb you're you're about to hit or descent or what car you need to avoid. Sure. <laughs> you know, all of the, all of those <laughs> things. Right. So, it's mental free time. That's what it is. It is. Yeah, definitely. I respect that. Have you ever seen the Tour de France in person? 
Balance. No, I, I, one of these days, you know, rather than seeing it in person, because, you know, you, you stand on the side of the road and they're sure you know, they're gone <laughs> unless you're, unless you're on that last climb of the day, uh, you know, it, you know, they're past you in a, in a flash. Um, I would, I would rather go over there and ride the climbs, you know, yeah. and, and do that. So that's, that's kind of a bucket list, uh, a bucket list thing to do. So one of these days I'll, we'll go, we'll, we'll go to France and I'll bring the bike. Why not? That's a good bucket list item. Yeah, why not? Now, so I have friends named Kieran Byrne. I have friends named Mick Melanfi. But Dara O'Farrell may be the most Irish name I've ever heard in my life. Yeah, it, uh, so, yeah, I'm, I'm originally from Dublin, although my, my uh, accent is, yeah, my accent is um, sort of worn thin. It's it's when I was 12, I moved to Scotland. Oh. And that changed my accent and and then when I was 19 I moved to LA and and um it, it just became it just became this kind of light lilt there's there's little tells like I'll say tomato uh, rather yeah. than tomato or uh, garage or rather than garage that'll do it you know if I'm with the kids I'll reference uh, their mother as mum you know as opposed as opposed to mom so yeah there's 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 some tells uh, yeah. <laughs> for sure but you go by da no, just Dara. Okay, yeah, that's you right. Know? Yeah, <laughs> it's in there. It's in there. It's in there. Yeah. <laughs> Where Where's home? The Bay Area. I'm I'm uh, in. You know, I was moved to LA in 1990, and then in '95 uh, moved up to the Bay Area, and uh, it's one of those things. My wife is from the Bay Area, so it's gotcha. It's, it's home, and you know, if I need to go to LA, I just you know, it's right there. It's right there. It's an hour, it's an hour away on the plane, mm -hmm. um, or it's you know six hours in the car, you know. So whatever, whatever's needed, sure. Just, uh, head down, and and then so and then so so much stuff is done over Zoom today. So it's you know it leveled the playing field. It made the whole world on the same plane. Yeah, yeah. So have you been back to Ireland? Oh yeah, we we um last time we, we well we were there just before covid hit uh, sure. we were we because my mother and my sister are still still in ireland my dad lives in boston so we decided we were going to go to portugal for uh vacation and so we stopped off in in dublin and, and kind of you know did the did the whole family thing and and we're there for a week uh and then hopped on the plane went to portugal and, and yeah so so we, we haven't since since covid we haven't been back but sure fam family has come out here so you know we're, we're gonna try and figure something out here soon i think so okay okay do, do again yeah what part of scotland did you move to edinburgh so ah, i was in nice. yeah yeah i was in which is yeah if, any, if you haven't been to edinburgh it's amazing city yeah. it's, it's beautiful so yeah i was in edinburgh um basically in high school so well in, in by american terms sort of middle school and high school sure so, okay okay yeah. there's a there's a piece of my heart still in ireland yeah. I went in I went in 2016 and did like the full thing. I was like, I want to experience this place. Did like Dublin all the way to Port McGee to Galway to Donegal to Belfast back to Dublin. Nice. And it just a, it's it's there. It's there's something about it. Like Tollymore Forest National Park is my favorite place on the planet. Nice. Like it's it's like going to a different world and just there's something about Ireland. I I have a I have a, I have a piece of my heart still there. Did you have a oh did I have a pint? Dara, listen, <laughs> I had several. <laughs> good, good for you. It's like Guinness is one of those things where it doesn't, uh, it doesn't travel outside it doesn't. In, in, in the same way. Like if it's in yeah. Ireland, I don't know what it is, but, but, um, 
the best way I can explain it to somebody is if you have a pint of Guinness in, in Ireland, as it's put down in front of you, you can draw a little smiley face in the foam at the top and you can yeah. drink it. And, and that foam will go all the way down to the bottom of the pint glass and you'll still see the smiley face. Ooh. You try do, you try doing that anywhere outside of Ireland and that smiley face is gone halfway through the... Yeah, yeah. so is the one on my heart. It's a, <laughs> it's a different drink, dude. Because I remember I'd had Guinness before and I was like, yeah, it's, it's good. I enjoy it. But then I had a pint at like the Guinness brewery on that like sky bar in the middle of Dublin where you're like overlooking the whole city. And I was like, this tastes totally different. I don't know. it Maybe because the, the mountain water is like right there and you're like, here, enjoy. But it's yeah. you know, it's like you said, it's hard to explain for anyone that yeah, hasn't right. had it there. It's like, it's so different. So different. Yeah. Yeah. Well, good. That's that's uh, it sounds like you had a good time. And uh, oh, yeah, I, I always like to hear that. So it's good. I tried to do it correctly. We landed at like 7 a.m. And by 1130 a.m., I was drunk at the brewery. So yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I wanted the rite of passage immediately. Yeah. And it yeah. went well. It went well. But I haven't been to Scotland yet. That's like the I went everywhere else because then we did the the ferry into Hollyhead. And then yep. took a train from Chester into London and was in London for five days, just in time for Brexit. So oh, nice. <laughs> <laughs> I got to see an active collapse of an economy, but I didn't make it to Scotland yet. It's how does it compare? Like, because um, they're, they're different, they're very different, but also, yeah. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the Scotland's, you know, it's a very proud country. Um, uh -huh. You know, that the, a lot of the, unlike in ireland like a lot of a lot of the sort of the castles are still intact um so as you kind of move your way around the country you know the, the there's a there's a lot of really interesting uh, places to see and go uh edinburgh is a great art town um yeah you know it has it has the um the, the art festival. yeah it has that, that that every year and and just, just lots of good stuff um but for, for me edinburgh like, like the, just architecturally it's it's just fascinating like it, it it you know there's the old town which is it looks like something out of harry potter and, yeah um for, for obvious reasons because that's yeah where, where she, <laughs> checks she's out inspired. yeah <laughs> um and but then there's the new town and I, I forget that i think the new town was built in like 1750 or something i forget what it is but but that in and of itself is is really yeah. old older than our country um, but like one one is one is very much kind of like the new town is very much gridded, um, uh -huh. like like a lot of modern cities and much easier to navigate your way around. Whereas the old town, it's all you know, twisty, turny, you know, cobblestone streets and, and the cracked uh, windshield of a map. Yeah. So it's it's just it's a, it's it's just a, a cool town to 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 go and check out. And just, you know, there's lots of history there, lots of places to go. So, um, yeah, I definitely for people, if they're if they're going over to that part of the world and they can, you know, get scotland's you know on the list for sure and 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 of course ireland and and you know yeah. london, i i love <laughs> london london's like my favorite city it's so uh, cool it's so great i just love it so uh, and as as a as an avid football fan oh yeah what's your team arsenal Ooh. so okay yeah, so i've been been a by choice well so when, when i was a kid <laughs> uh in the seventies, um, half the Arsenal team was Irish. So there were, there ah. were these great, great old, you know, Irish players like Liam Brady and David O'Leary and Frank Stapleton. And, and, uh, so as a kid growing up, I just was attracted to Arsenal because the, yeah. you know, there were a lot of Irish guys in the team and, and, um, it's just ever since I was probably seven, I've been an Arsenal fan. And so it's been a while since I've been to any of the games, but I used to always try and coordinate my, uh, my, 
work with nice you know matches so i could go to highbury which was the old stadium and and then the the emirates stadium which is the newer one try and you know get a few games in while i'm there so there you go i think we're we're, we're i think we're gonna maybe you know this this holiday season see if maybe we can go over there on a little family trip and you know see a game or two so we'll see i'll have to, I'll have to look into that so i respect the commitment yeah it was it was it was a good season for arsenal up until the very end when they fell away but they were they were leading for the longest time and then the juggernaut that is manchester city just yeah. sucked, them, sucked them in and, <laughs> and like 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 a tractor beam just pulled, pulled yeah. them in and, and pipped them at the line so oh well it's okay you know, that's the drama of football right that's that, that's it that's that yeah. back and forth of always the lifetime just entertainment highs totally. and lows yeah yeah i love it did you play growing up no i i uh, i had to play rugby uh so okay. did, did rugby uh not you know a huge i mean i'll watch rugby once in a while but i don't, I don't love it the way i do i love football sure. and so but then i was always more you know endurance sports so it was you know yeah you know running and and you know, bike racing. And, you know, now I, I haven't done one since before COVID, but I'll do like half Ironman events and, yeah. um, you know, so, but yeah, no, never, never played my son and daughter play. Uh, my daughter just started playing again after, after a little hiatus, but, uh, my son has always been a, been a hardcore, uh, player. So cool. it's, it's, it's a big part of our family and our, and our weekends. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> so what what kind of stuff were you into growing up? Mm, um, you know, I was always a gamer. And yeah. um I, you know, started out with a, an Atari and nice. um had a Commodore 64 and and you know, played there was an old game called Elite, uh, which was a, like a vector graphic spacefaring uh game. And I used to always pretend I was you know, Han Solo flying the fall, the Millennium Falcon. So yeah, I, I, I was just always a gamer and, and, and a bike rider. And, and, I, you know, there was a period of time in my teenage years where I sort of stopped playing games. Mm-hmm. Um, and then after I'd moved to Los Angeles, I was uh, a runner for an animation company. And I remember oh, cool. walk, I was walking by a, uh, like an egghead software and I, and I saw uh like an image for for um dark it was either dark forces or x-wing both i can't i can't can't quite remember which which was but i remember looking at the box and going it looks just like a movie (laughs) (laughs) you know not by today's standards but but in in my mind you know as a 19 20 year old however old i was at the time i was just like oh my god and so then i kind of so you know slowly started getting back into gaming and uh you know just kind of you know kept going to today so it's 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 a it's a it's a job and it's a fun you know fun pastime that's cool so what what brought you to la then because that is not close to scotland at all no so much so uh as a kid i always at the time i was like oh, i want to get into the film business because my my father was a uh a film director mostly oh, co- he did commercials and and documentaries That's he was cool. very very much into doing documentaries um uh and i think the the commercials just kind of paid for you know the family and the documentaries um and, yeah so um <laughs> so it was just one of those things where i was I always wanted to kind of get into entertainment yeah and um you know the, the number of courses coming out of high school were you know back in you know Ireland or or England or you know Scotland were, were really limited um and so I was doing a 
kind of a media, uh, more general media course. And um, okay. after a, sort of a semester, I was like, I was just talking to my dad and I was like, yeah, I'm not really, you know, learning anything because it's 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 not really relevant to what I want to do and and uh you know having spent years on you know film sets or, or wherever dad was working just it just I was just you know I, I just picked up things over the years and so he was like why don't you go to LA and and I was like oh my god what and and he's like well if it doesn't work out you can always come back what a dad so I was like okay uh so yeah so I I you know uh I moved to LA had a few um phone numbers uh you know people that my dad had known to call you know one was a, a guy called peter keith who um was in he was an executive producer in animation and another one was was a woman called claire simpson who was a academy award-winning film editor and she Ooh. she won won her, her academy award for platoon dude and so the first week i landed i thought i'm gonna just pound the, the, the pavement and uh, I, I put on a, a, a wool suit. I think it was like 95 <laughs> degrees and I just started walking down Santa Monica Boulevard. And if I saw, you know, something production company, I'd walk in and knock on the door. <laughs> so <laughs> so m most of those conversations, um, you know, are, are like, you know, cause I'd be talking to somebody at the front desk and they'd be like, Oh, you know, get lost. Yeah. And uh, <laughs> <In> your wool <laughs> suit. <laughs> and there was, there, there was one, one production company. I don't, I wish I could remember who, who they were because they, they were really gracious, but I, I was talking to the, the woman at the, at the front desk and she's like, I'm, I'm sorry, you know, we don't have anything. And I turned to walk away and she's like, hold on a second. And, and I stopped and she gets on the phone and she's like, yeah, I've got this guy. He's, you know, he's from Ireland. He's pounding the street. You know, he's just looking for <laughs> advice. He's in a suit. <laughs> yeah. So, so, I, so these two guys who were, I don't know what they were. They were, they, they had their own production company. They were sitting in their conference room uh, in Hawaiian shirts, eating lunch. And <laughs> they, they, I, I chatted with them for 20 minutes, 25 minutes. And they just, I, I don't remember what advice they gave me. But they, they were nice <laughs> enough to talk to me. And so, but anyway, I, I ended up becoming a runner for the, the animation company and, uh, or, or, or at least the, 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 the company that did all the, the pre and post production for the, for the animation company. Sure. Um, and they offered me a job and it was making like 300 bucks a week. Nice. I was broke, but uh, <laughs> I had I accepted that job, and then like a day later, uh, Claire Simpson called me, and she was going to New York to um, start working on sh uh, a Sean Penn movie called State of Grace, which was about a bunch Sweet. of Irish mobsters in in New York. What are the odds? And and I was it was one of those things where I really wanted to do that, but it was too big a risk because I just got an apartment and I just gotten this job as a runner mm -hmm. and to, to kind of to kind of basically pack up and go to New York for 10 weeks was just like I, I just couldn't my brain couldn't get around that sure so I ended up becoming a runner uh for the animation company and it was actually a great opportunity because I it was a company was called, called Vitello uh productions and and Paul Vitello who was my my first boss it, this was a new company for him he, he'd had a previous 
a production company that he'd shut shut down. I was his first employee at his new new place. Get it. And um, we were working for uh, Peter Keefe's um, Zodiac Entertainment, which was making a game or, or a, a game, a, a cartoon show called uh, Widget the World Watcher. And then they had Mr. Bogus, which was kind of a claymation um, yeah. and regular cell animation show. So I was a runner, uh, just running tapes around, filling around, doing whatever needed to be done for, you know, all those years. And... Um, um, I remember my first sort of session where I was kind of, I mean, not, not my first session, but the first session where, where I was in the room with the actors alone, oh. we were, we were set up to record and there were two directors there was Paul. And then there was, um, uh, another fellow who was, was from the animation company and the, the unnamed guy was hung over. And so he wasn't showing up <laughs> and Paul, Paul. Paul was sick and, and, and so Paul was sick. He just assumed the other guy was going to be there. And so I'm sitting there. There's like Tress McNeil, uh, oh. Jim Cummings, Cam Clark, Pat Frey. Like it was like it was like a who's who of, of of like you the know the cartoon or, Avengers. Or, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and Tress was like, "Come on, Dara, let's just roll this shit. Let's just do it." <laughs> <laughs> so I was like, "All right, let's do it." And I, you know, I didn't need to give any direction because they just knew exactly what to do. But I just sort of sat there and and with the engineer and took notes and circle takes and and uh, you Dude. know let it run until until Paul showed up and and uh that was kind of my first uh you know my first kind of experience doing that but um Ooh. you know that job you know basically set me up for the the next adventure which was you know LucasArts and yeah. um that was that was actually kind of a a funny one because my uh, girlfriend at the time, um, who's sadly no longer with us, uh, she oh, called. She called me and said, "Don't interrupt me and tell me why you can't do this job." And <laughs> um, there you go. And uh, she read out this this job description that LucasArts was looking for a voiceover director, and it was basically with the advent of CD-ROMs, they realized that their adventure games, which up until kind of that point had been mostly you know text only. Sure. But there was now room for, you know, voiceover and actors and being a, a company that was sort of steeped in, in storytelling. It was kind of the next step for them. Yeah. So I uh, put together a resume that was, you know, had, you know, fabricated to. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. <laughs> a certain degree. And, and, and I had Peter, uh, the executive producer on the cartoon show, write a very glowing uh, re letter of recommendation. So I sent that in and I got the uh, the interview and they flew me up to the Bay Area. And I had this like marathon, like eight hour interview. And, you know, there, there was uh, sort of, the, you know, Tamlin, who was the hiring manager, who who ran the uh, the voiceover department. There was uh, Michael Land, who ran the sound and music department. Um, and then there were various people from production and, and, and the president. And, um, uh, you know, it was kind of for them, it was it was, you know, it, it was it was a. a not a big hire, but it was, it was one that it was a new world for them. And sure. with, with the exception of Tamlin, you know, nobody really had a lot of experience in it. So they weren't able to see through my bullshit. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Get it. <laughs> so um, the funny thing was I, I, I left uh, the interview and, and uh, went back to LA and I, I was so stressed out. I think I got sick the next day and I was like, I bet the like, adrenaline, you know, the adrenaline. Yeah. Oof. And it was funny because because the the company that I was working for was basically kind of struggling and and uh, Paul was going to have to let me go. 
and he literally he called me in and he's like look i like i just can't you know i, I don't have the work so I, I you know how about i just call you when i need you and i was like oh my god i don't i don't already don't make enough money and and sure i'll never it was a crazy day my dad was in town and um i, I there was a guy in, a, in, a, in an office building next door to us and he's like hey can you can you come over to help me have this marble bathroom countertop that we need to lift up onto the onto the thing and can you and and one of his guys you know can can you help me out so i went down to the office went over to warren's house we lifted the the slab in place and all of a sudden the phone rings and it was uh it was warren's phone and somehow the office was my dad had called the office and the the office was patching my dad through to, to warren and so warren's like it's for you and I'm like hello, and it's my and my dad's on the other end, but the the line was breaking up, and he's he's like, it's me, Lucas, old, and I was like, <laughs> oh my god, I was like, and I was like, Lucas, Lucas, call, like, I I, I gotta go, <laughs> so we 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 raced back to the office, and you know, I I uh, I made it home, but I needed we we, we basically the, the timing of me calling them back, we had to go to lunch. And of all places, we found ourselves in uh, Mel's diner. Amazing. And in Mel's, we're sitting there, and and in in a Mel in Mel's di- diner, there's pictures of George shooting American Graffiti, and there was this one picture on the wall right next to us, and George is sitting behind the camera that's attached to a car, and he's looking at the photographer, and he has one hand out. You can't see it on Zoom. There, uh-huh. he has one hand out, and he, it's dad. My dad was like, you know, is he saying welcome? Or is he saying sorry? Ooh. And we were just like, oh God. I love at the, this. At, at that at that moment, the the server comes over and we sort of tell her the story and about my imminent, you know, yeah. call that I'm about to return. <laughs> and she was like, Well, if it doesn't work out, we do have an opening as a dishwasher. It's <laughs> 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 so, like, oh God. So um anyway, we go, we go home and my dad is like he's like, I'm going to go down to, there, there was a pool in the middle of, of the apartment complex. And he's like, I'm going to go down to the pool, give you, give you, you know, some peace and quiet. So I get on the phone and I call, uh, Tamlin and, uh, she's like, you know, we want to offer you the job. And, and she's like, you know, can you start in two weeks? And I was like, oh, uh, yeah, let me, let me check my calendar. And I'm like, <laughs> dramatic you know, pause, dramatic uh, pause. Dr- exactly. And then, and then I was Sift like, two yeah, pages yeah. on the phone. <laughs> exactly. And I was like, yeah, uh, that, that works out. And, you know, I, I was, I was, I'm, I'm actually unclear exactly how, whether it was 24, whether it was 25, but I, at that point in time, I think it was making 400 bucks a week. So I was sure. broke. And um, I think on the form I had said, oh, I'll, you know, I'll take $30,000. And <laughs> Tamla was like, okay, she's, well, I see on the form that you're, you're you know, you're, you're, you've said $30,000. Well, the job pays, 50 I think it was 50 <laughs> 55 I don't quite remember and I was like oh, oh great that's fabulous <laughs> yeah, I think I think I could work with that I think maybe let me check <laughs> so two weeks later I was up in in uh, Marin County which is where uh, LucasArts was based at the time and they put me up in a hotel for I think a, a month I think you know Ooh. which which gave me time to find find an apartment and and yeah that was the that was the beginning of of the or how the how the Ooh. you know the beginning of the lucas arts advent, adventure happened were you nervous mm. yeah i didn't know what the hell i was doing i was gonna say you lied <laughs> <laughs> so i yeah no i i although you know it's funny i um like for 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 i'd say the first four years i i 
avoided telling people how old I was Good um, for you. Because, because it was one of those things where if they really thought it through, they'd be like, hang on a second, you're 24, 25. How, there's no yeah. animation. 15 years experience. <laughs> no, there's no animation company going to allow you direct uh, 52 episodes of, of right. you know, <laughs> whatever. Uh, I mean, I never claimed that I did, directed 52 episodes or something, but, but it was. But you also um, did not wink. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So, you know, it's it's the old Irish gift of the gab. It definitely, yeah. it definitely helps. But no, no, uh, you know, nobody, I never, never got sort of sussed out. But I, but I do remember working with, uh, he it was really gracious, but on, on the first real full project that I worked on was a thing called The Dig, which was an adventure game. Mm-hmm. Um, that was a Steven Spielberg idea that he, I think he realized it was too expensive to make at the time into a, into a, mm-hmm. a movie or a show. And so he was like, Hey George, I think this might work as a game. And so we, we hired Robert Patrick for the, the, the main nice. character. And I'm sure Robert came in and was like, looking at me thinking, what have I just walked into? And His Terminator <laughs> screen sees right yeah, through all of you. Totally. <laughs> but Robert was, Robert was amazing. And, and um, he, uh, he helped me, you know, navigate that, that first project. And, and, uh, but it was funny, like in, in, the, in those days, the script would get printed out of the tool and like the, the, the game oh, engine. And so yeah. you would be in, all the scripts were broken up by location and then by okay. character. So in 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 Robert's Robert's character was called Boston Low. So we were in in the shuttle. Robert, the first five pages of the shuttle would be lines for Robert, and then the next you know few pages would be lines for one of the other characters. And and so there was no context. Oh, and so I I would be like fanning the pick the the script pages between my fingers so I could flick back and forth between between Boston Low and and Brink or you know whoever the other character was. And I remember coming out of the out of that project and was talking to uh, the editors uh, and was like you know it's like we cannot do this again and 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 so they they the editors then kind of started working on on importing scripts into a database and that uh, database yeah. would then turn everything into a essentially sort of a, a more theatrical based format you know for the script so yeah but that's my long-winded way of saying i think robert was the guy He's yeah like, this guy doesn't know <laughs> shit <laughs> i know a fellow bullshitter <laughs> <laughs> exactly wow that's that's pretty cool. Did you ever have those moments where like you're saying you're a kid, you're playing video games, you're like, oh, who doesn't want to be Han Solo? And then you're at the place where Han Solo was birthed, essentially, working on video games. Like how many of those like, I can't believe this is real. Did you have? That happened a lot. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, when I, when I was eight or nine, you know, back in, in, you know, the late 70s, I remember my old neighbor, Kevin, he had this cool tree in his backyard and the, and the two of us used to sit in the tree pretending that we were Han and Luke yeah. and, uh, and that we were in the Falcon. And, and so to kind of, you know, go from that to, you know, have, I remember I had Star Wars on, on VHS and I think I probably yeah. wore, wore that thing out as a kid um, to then spending, you know, I, I mean, you know, now I'm a freelance director, but I still work, mm-hmm. you know, on a lot of Star Wars projects, but like LucasArts was, you know, everything for me, really. I mean, it, yeah. it, it, it set me, it set me up in my career. You know, it's, it's Lucasfilm role was like LucasArts, Lucasfilm, the whole, the overall organization role was amazing, you know, to me while, while I was there. I met my wife there. There you go. You know, so it's, it's, you know, I, I, I suppose I still have those moments, you know, that, that, yeah. that it's, it's different now than it was at the beginning, but I mean, in the, it's funny because in the early days, we actually didn't do a lot 
Star Wars projects. We did a lot of original titles, you know, things like Monkey Island or Grim Fandango or, you know, whatever. It wasn't until kind of the consoles, like maybe PlayStation 2 era, when, when, the, when the, the cost of making games went up, we started to kind of look more at, at Star Wars because it was more of a sure bet. Sure. Um, I'd say more than anything, though, once the company moved into the Presidio and you were uh-huh. walk, walking down the halls and you would just see all these star, you know, oh yeah, just images or statues or pieces of art or whatever, then then you're like, holy crap, you know? Yeah, like that's the real map painting from the end of Die Hard. What? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's pretty cool. Yeah. Wow. How how long did it take before you started thinking you knew what you were doing? Uh didn't take that long. Um, That's good. You know, I, I'd say, you know, probably by the time I did did Monkey Island, the third Monkey, the first Monkey Island with VO. Yeah. I'd say by then I was like, you know, because I, I, then I was like in playing the game, you know, to figure it out, you know, a lot about sort of, you know, game development. Sure. Um, we we had figured out how to, how to theatrical format its scripts. Mm-hmm. You know, I'd, I'd gone through a lot of auditions at that point. So sure. I worked with, you know, a lot of actors. So by that point in time, I I, I was comfortable. So it didn't take too long. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I love that your dad is the one that's like, just go to LA. You can figure it out. And then he's there for the call. Like, what are the yeah. universal oh, like, odds? But actually, the funniest part, I actually forgot forgot about this. So I so I got off the phone with the hiring manager. And at that point in time, my dad smoked. I opened the door. And uh, he was down by the pool, and he was he was in the process of lighting a new cigarette off the butt of the old oh. one. And, <laughs> Classic. <laughs> and, and he 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 senses movement out of the corner of his eye, pulls the cigarettes away from his mouth, looks up, and just sort of stares at me, and is 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 like, "What happened?" Yeah. And I I kind of I kind of gave him the Roman Emperor sideways <laughs> sideways thumb. Yes. And when I turned when I turned it up, he he dropped the cigarettes and put his put his both hands to his face, uh, just in relief. And, yeah. You know, it was it, it was the stress was just as strong for him as it was as it was for me. So I bet. Yeah, it was it was uh, it was a good moment. <laughs> oh, what a special thing to have happened! Like, yeah. just what are the odds? You know, like that he would be in town at this time. He'd be doing these things. Like, oh, I love stuff like that. Yeah, it's so yeah, cool. It's good. <laughs> and you got in like LucasArts. I mean, you're talking about Obi One. You're talking about Jedi Outcast. You're talking about Bounty Hunter. Like, I I was born in '91, so this was like the golden age where I was like a teenager when these games are coming out. So you were making these things for me. Yeah. And like, what a, did you, did you, were you kind of left to your own devices or like was George involved at all with what you guys were doing or how did that work? Yeah. I mean, in those, in those early days, the teams, uh, you know, kind of just did, did their own thing. Yeah. Um, the, the only time I ever really remember there being sort of a significant amount of George involvement was in the Force Unleashed. And, gotcha. And, and in that, it was the sense that, Hayden had uh, Hayden Blackman, who was the 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 um, sort of what we would call the project leader on on sure. on the games. Hayden had done his script and had it had been submitted to George at at, at some point in time, and there, were, there was some feedback had been given. 
And then closer to, we were probably like maybe three quarters of the way through production. And, and, and then, then I think there was, there were more George meetings, but other than that project, you know, prior to that, I don't, I don't, I don't think there was a huge amount of involvement. Um, the, the teams kind of did their own thing. And then, you know, there's, there's a lot, there, the organization has a lot of, um, checks and balances to, sure. to make sure that, that, you know, the, the right things are being made and, and the right, the lore is intact. You know, sure. Uh, Leland is the the keeper uh-huh. of the, holoc- the keeper of oh, the holocron, yeah. and and you know everything gets run through, yeah, <laughs> through through that department to make sure that everything is is copacetic. So you know, and, and as I said in the in the early in the early days, you know there were a lot of original you know IP being created, um, mm-hmm. but then yeah, I mean to, to your point in, in your era, you know there was. Some of those games were internally developed. Some of them were externally developed. Regardless of of the internally developed games versus the externally developed, we as, as sort of the casting and directing on the casting and directing side of things, and on the music and sound design side, we worked on everything. Oh, okay. Um, so so we we worked on all those all those externally developed titles as well. So you know whether whether it was Knights of the Old Republic. Um, or as to your point, Jedi Outcast, or any of those games. Yeah, we we were hands on 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 all of those. Um, so. That's cool. I I will say, Knights of the Old Republic, my favorite video game of all time. Nice. It's that's the that's the gift that the gift that keeps on giving. It's yeah. You know, we did we did Knights of the Old Republic one, two, yep. and then obviously there's we we're still working on Star Wars: uh, The Old Republic, the yeah sort of the, the MMO. So um, it keeps going. You guys did a good job. It's great. I literally have it on my computer now because I have a Mac and they like had it through Steam or whatever. And like, I still play it. It's just, yeah. There's, is it true that you're the reason there's like a full voice cast in that game versus subtitle dialogue? Yeah. So that, the, how'd that happen? What, what had happened was prior to that game, Bioware had with, you know, the Baldur's Gate games and, uh, you know, they had recorded like i don't know exactly what the percentages were you know were but but let's say let's say five to ten percent of the dialogue got recorded where you you would meet meet an npc and the npc might deliver the first line of of dialogue but then after that it was text and that was that was the that was the original plan for knights of the old republic but you know internally at lucas we were used to voicing 100 percent you know, all of our games and all of the adventure yeah. games. And and I forget exactly, like maybe it was Monkey 3 or Monkey 4 or whatever. So we just come off of doing, you know, a game that had, you know, 4,000 lines of dialogue in it. And Ooh. when we when we met with uh, the, the Bioware production team, um, I just sort of said, why don't we record everything and they were, they were like wait what you can do that and and, and, and <laughs> oh, i was like you know was, i was like look if, as long as you have the room on the disc yeah we'll take care we'll take care of the production and the and the, and the talent costs you know when it was when the time came you know they delivered the scripts and we you know went through the whole process of casting and and, and recording and and uh so yeah so that that's how knights of the old republic ended up being fully voiced um, and then, and then, of course, after that, Bioware were like, "Okay, we have to do this with all of our, yeah, <laughs> you know, games moving forward." And you know, they they've they've done you know stellar work, you know, over the years on Mass Effect and and, and whatnot. So, yeah, Bio- Bioware's uh, I'm a big fan of of Bioware and their games, and they're they're a great you know a great company. Yeah, that's so cool. It's also how I first became introduced to our mutual friend Jen Hale. Mm. Just incredible incredible person she is yeah we've jen and i've uh yeah i mean that was maybe it was 2000 so we would have maybe like maybe 1999 
started Woo. recording. It, I forget exactly. It's it's all it all, all the, the timelines all blur. Oh yeah, for sure. So, but yeah, so we we've, we've known each other almost for you know it's almost close to twenty five years now. Dude, yeah. and how how long did you work on Knights of the Republic? Because now games take ye- like Red Dead Two took five years to make. Yeah, you know what? I don't I don't remember. I mean, we we sure. recorded it was forever ago. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and and I, I remember meeting with the team, us having that conversation, and then months and months and months going by before scripts or or, or auditions. Like it could have been six months later that we maybe started to do auditions. It was a significant amount of time. So yeah, I don't I don't know how long it took him to make that. But I mean, certainly from a recording standpoint, I'd say we probably recorded for like eight weeks. Dude. You know, it was it was it was a long for, for a then, lot it was, of dialogue. It's a lot of dialogue for especially for back then. Yeah. 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 It was definitely somewhere around there. Whew. Yeah. And, and, and a lot of that time was with Jen because yeah. she's, uh, yeah, she's Bastila. Yeah. yeah. Did you have to do anything different from the first to the second one? Uh, No, I, I, I think, I'm trying to think, not really. I mean, with the second one, I had help. Uh, so on the, first, on the first one, it was just me. But on the second one, we had an internal director who who worked with me, Paul Will Beckman. And um, Will uh, did a big chunk of it. And I did a, a chunk. So I, I went to London for a period and, and did some of the stuff in London. And Will did, you know, a lot of, you know, all the LA stuff. So, um, so we kind of, you know, did, you know, I think he probably did three quarters of it, maybe. And, and, and I did a, the remaining chunk. Sure. But but um, but the process was was pretty much the same. I, th- I think I think the urgency was maybe a little bit more like it, it may have had a shorter sure timeline maybe so or schedule. So I think there, I sort of have it in my head there was maybe a little bit more pressure to get it done. But usually how sequels work, <laughs> so yeah, right? The first one and the second one's got to be as good or better. You're like, oh, yeah, what's yeah. the first one? What's the thing? It's like that you have your entire life leading up to the moment where you write your first novel. But then your second one is right behind, and it's totally the whole thing. Yep, it's that, that happen, happens a lot. You you mentioned Force Unleashed though. Was that was that where mocap kind of came in? Because that had Sam Witwer's face on the character. Yeah, was this around the same time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's funny because that was that, that was a point in time they actually almost left Lucas Arts, where I kind of wanted to get involved in doing more performance capture because Rockstar had started doing it, but we we really weren't doing it internally. And I had a call from from a producer offering me a role on on a externally developed like a like a, a project. Sure. But I was gonna I was gonna have to leave and I decided, you know what, maybe now's the time. And so I handed in my letter of resignation and Ooh, like scary. Two days later, all of a sudden, this guy comes into my office and he's like, "Hey, you're the person to talk to about casting, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Hey, I want to do I want to do performance capture and and mocap and and I was like, oh, shit." So, <laughs> Perfect so, timing, pal. <laughs> so I, I I chatted with him as soon as he left the office. I marched down to see Blair, who's the head of human resources. I was like, Blair, um, I think I want to stay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I may have been hasty. <laughs> yeah. So, so, uh, so yeah, so I stayed. And so we were, you know, so we, yeah, we, so we did the first part we did, we did, with, we were working with ILM and we did, um, you know, face scans, you know, for likeness capture. Mm-hmm. And we, you know, it's funny because 
with at that time with ILM, um, the sort of mocap part of the business was um, run by this genius called Mike Saunders, and he everything that Mike did was like just next level. He 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 was ultimately trying to move mo- motion capture, performance capture onto the set. Whoa. So how do I how do I do this in a in a real world environment, which is ultimately what it, what he was doing with with um, Pirates of the Caribbean, right? So so. When we first started shooting, we 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 moved all these mocap uh, cameras up into our recording studio, um, because you know just so, so we could get good quality audio because the mocap stage wasn't treated for audio at all, uh, and they were using machines that were like you know, every, everything was like R and D, so everything kept breaking and. and, <laughs> <laughs> and so you get we, when you push the envelope. Yeah, it was it was, it was like the the one of the machines was it was in the isolation booth and and it kept overheating and shutting <laughs> down. And so so how how you know how much motion capture performance capture actually really ended up in the game? I'm not sure, <laughs> but we tried a lot. We tried. Um, but, uh, but yeah, for sure, Sam and Natalie and, and, uh, Cully's likenesses, um, are, are definitely in those games and, and, uh, you know, that was, that was the first time we had done it at, at, at LucasArts for sure. Wow. Does it feel crazy? Cause like ILM is known and George is known for like pushing the envelope, like we can't do this now, but if we mess with this in three years, this will be able to do the thing we want. Is it kind of exciting to be on the forefront of like innovation when it comes to like as a gamer, you're seeing these things like it's overheating, but the next one might not. <laughs> right. Do you notice that as you're doing it? You're just like, oh, shit, it overheated again. <laughs> yeah, no, I, my brain doesn't really work that way. I, yeah. I just I just I'm, I'm just like I'm just like, you know, looking at people like Mike and uh, Sanders and just like, oh, my God, this guy's a genius. So, you know, or like, like yeah. I'm always, a, you know, it's, it's, it's always I never feel like I'm not I'm not the person innovating. It's the, it's the people right that are, that are around you get to see you the know. geniuses. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. And, um, you know, I, ILM is is, you know, it was always been like a special place. And, you know, yeah, amazing work. And, and um, you know, George used to call it. ILM is stands for I love money yeah. <laughs> because, because I, I think every, every penny of, of profit just went into R and D to kind yeah. of keep the, <laughs> the wheel turning. That's right. Keep continue to reinvent the wheel. Yeah, exactly. Or yeah. keep the needle, keep the needle moving, I guess is the, the right phrase. Yeah. So, did it change how you did your job? Like, cause technology has leaps and bounds so fast since then. Yeah. I mean, you know, the, the tech, you know, vo- like with voiceover, um, hasn't really changed a lot. You know, now some teams do have tools like dialogue tools where you can, if, if the li- a line has been recorded and edited, you can play it as a feeder for, oh. um, an actor, which is, which is really great that and helps. helpful. Yeah. You know, because it, it, you know, that way the actor's got something to play off of, and 100%. Um, you know, um, you know, in the absence of that, I'll often read along with an actor just to kind of help them, cool. give them, you know, give them something depending on who they are. Some some actors are like, no, Dara, please don't read yeah. me. <laughs> your your acting your acting ability is a distraction, not a, not a, not a help. Um, 
so there, there, there are some cool tools like that. Um, but you know, it, it, obviously it's, it's changed with more and more performance capture happening. Sure. Um, so, you know, like that's, that's been, I suppose that's been the big change and, and, and how, you know, from a gameplay standpoint, you can just blend seamlessly from a, a cinematic into gameplay and, yeah. and um, which, which is really cool. And obviously it's, it's changed in the old days, all cinematics, it would be, you know, we'd be recording voiceover and, and the files would get to the animators, the animators would animate and then moving forward a little further forward sometimes, well, the animators, but like, can we have reference cameras? And so you'd give them, you know, reference cameras of the VO session. Mm-hmm. Um, but the actors, you know, sometimes they would do a facial performance because that was their style and sometimes they wouldn't, you know, so, so sometimes those reference cameras, you know, would be helpful sometimes not. Whereas now you're on stage and you're building sets and, and yeah, you know, captured everything. Yeah, and you have five, six actors on set at a time. You've got stunt crew. Um, it's it, it's a whole different world, you know. It's it's yeah. it's, a, it's a lot of fun for sure. From an acting standpoint, it, it has its own unique challenges, and in, in in that, you got to bring your your imagination to the set, uh, mm-hmm. and that's it's easy for some people, and and it's challenging for others. You know, there there are definitely some actors who are used to being on set and having uh, not just the actors but the world around them. Yeah. Where, whereas when you're in the volume, it's like you may have something that's that represents car, but then the building's not there. Right. This barrel is a horse. Yeah. So yeah. so that that can be that can be difficult for some. So but but it's it's definitely a fun process for sure. Is there a learning curve going from like a booth to like a mocap set, like for you? For me, uh, yeah, yeah. I mean, there, there is. Yeah, I mean, it's it's um, you know, it's it, it, the weird thing about it is when you're shooting, you know, you at the end of the day, the the sort of cinematographer can put the camera anywhere. Sure. Um, that that's kind of the beauty the beauty of it. But um, sometimes you kind of have to you know make make some decisions in terms of like how you set people up and and right. where 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 you think the camera is going to be. Uh huh. Because that that can definitely impact the performance because because there there might be moments where you know that the camera's going to be at a certain angle and and you want the actor to give a give a particular kind of look or something sure. um so yeah you do you do have to kind of kind of come at it from a, a a different a different standpoint but it's much more challenging but it's also just much more rewarding as well yeah you know? that's how it so, goes right high risk high reward kind of thing yeah like like when when i did the the remake of uh mafia which was, yeah. I forget what year that was, but uh, we did two weeks in November. And then the following year, we went January through April. So it was, it was like, wow, like almost, there, there may have been a, a gap here or there for a week, but it, it was basically sure. four, four months of shooting every day. Whoa. And like when you go back and you look at the game and you're like, oh, wow, there's like three and a half hours. Of <laughs> you realize, <laughs> oh, that's why we were Got shooting it. for, for <laughs> we uh, made a movie. We made a movie. <laughs> we made a long, we made a long movie. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, it's, it's that part of it's, you know, you know, really rewarding. And, and, uh, and not every project is, is totally extensive but um, I, I just it's funny i just finished like two days ago i just finished playing uh the dead space remake Ooh, and yeah. um that was you know i think we i think with that we shot like six weeks total and we, we did like a week and then we'd go away and then we come back and you know so sure. so it was it was uh but in total it was six weeks but that was a really fun like fun you know just a fun project i i i've never been a real horror 
sure uh, person but boy that was a, that project that'll get you fun and, and i i just as i said i just finished playing it and and just the game is like just the game it looks great it's yeah just scary as all get out and the jump scares are they're, oh yeah they're brilliant yeah the team did did an amazing job something about confined spaces you're just like yeah. oh no you can't get away <laughs> why alien works so well exactly go notes on the ship totally so so much fun how cool was it to play uh padawan jaredin you played a padawan in the old republic how cool was that oh did i god you know it, it's funny on on um yeah every, every once in a while you'll you'll, you'll finish with a, with a project and you'll be like oh shit there's like this game that you know we're, we're a few months out from launch and there's there's, oh, like, there's, there's, there's like there's like we forgot to we, plug the hole we forgot to yeah there's a hole here that needs to be plugged and and um there there's there's i, I, for, I forget the you know the, yeah. the, the the characters but was it, it was like a year or two ago there was there was somehow there was a guy live streaming a playthrough on knights of the old republic and I was trying, I think I was training for a, for a, an Ironman event. So I was on the bike trainer and I thought, oh, let me check. Let me, let, while, while I'm sitting here, <laughs> let me, let me, let me check this out. And like when I, when I play that game now, I, I cringe. And, and there's, 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 a, there's a, couple, a couple of reasons why. The first one is uh, right as the game begins, the ship is crashing uh-huh. and the, the player is having a, a, a conversation with, uh, I forget the character's name, but it's his, basically his roommate, and the, uh-huh. the the roommate is like, "Hey, um, so and so, and and uh, you know, we we haven't met because we're all, we 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 work different shifts, and <laughs> and 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 there's like zero urgency. And, like you're and so mean, calm. <laughs> meanwhile, the ship is crashing, and there's and he's like he's like having this conversation, and he's, it's like it's just it's, it's like uh, that guy caused the crash, Dara, is what we're figuring I, I, out. <laughs> yeah, it's terrible. I, I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking, but but then the, during this live playthrough, so so the ship crashed he gets out and he's on this on on the first world mm-hmm. and he, he he literally walks up to these three guys who are th- they're called the schlubbies they're the three yep. drunks and <laughs> schlubby number one is this guy and <laughs> it's just like oh my lord it's roll of like, a lifetime <laughs> terrible it's like embarrassing i'm like oh my god how how, how did that happen that's amazing i actually i actually had that ha- that, that happen on a on a uh another um arcade there was a, a star wars uh arcade and um this one's not as bad but um <laughs> i'll be the judge of that <laughs> there's we we, we all had all the actors come in and we'd done everything but then there was like this pa announcer who's like you know the blast doors are you know closing. oh yeah so I was like, okay i'll just knock that out and um <laughs> i i i'm at a, a a mini golf place with my kids and i'm like oh wow that there's there's the the, the arcade uh machine the, the new one so i sit down i put my quarters in the first person you hear me with the, with the boss doors are up and I'm like oh no <laughs> that's not, when you know you've made it dara <laughs> not by design it's not by design <laughs> it doesn't matter how you get there it's there <laughs> That you just gotta ride that wave. You be like, kids, kids, listen, listen close, listen. What does that sound like? Huh? Huh? <laughs> That's right. That's you right. Start doing the impressions. <laughs> my my guys are they're so unimpressed. They're they're like <laughs> I'm like hey hey check check this out check check out this this game that I worked on. They're like they're like is is it Fortnite? No, I'm not, yeah. no, I'm not interested. <laughs> um. <laughs> That's the recompense of children, I suppose. Like, yeah, these cool things. Like yeah, it's not like our version no. of the cool thing. Keeps you humble. No. 
Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Did you when you because I know you worked on Sekiro as well, which mm. Nosh told me you championed him, which is amazing. What a dude. What a he's, dude. Uh, he's amazing. Was it tough not getting distracted by how handsome he is? Or did you <laughs> he is he, he's he's well you know at, at that point yes very much so but yeah now, now i'm used to him because uh yeah. we've worked on a few things but the glow um, wore off a little <laughs> yeah you, you know it's 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 funny because we actually just started watching it's so why i almost sent him a text the other day we were at home looking for a show to, to to watch and the kids somehow they were like let's put on swat and i don't oh, know we, I, I don't know if it's like four or five episodes in there he is. There he there's, is. He's 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 you know he's he's on screen. I'm like, oh my god, it's no sheer. And 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 actually, so the funny the funny my kids actually know no sheer because there was one time I was down in L.A. and I had like one of those like muscle like sore muscles in the back you know back shoulder blade. Oh yeah. And no sheer comes in and we're chatting and I'm just like, oh god, I, I got the sore muscle and he's like, hold on. And he goes into his bag and he pulls out this like gun looking thing with, oh, with, yeah. like, a, with like a round uh -huh, that like ball thing. Yeah. He he goes, he stands behind me, puts his 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 uh arm, his forearm on my chest, and then he jams that thing into my back. <laughs> and I swear to God, I thought I was gonna pass out. Like like it was, <laughs> it was just like <laughs> so 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 when he came on when he came on screen and I was like, it's no sheer, my kids were like. Is that the guy who like 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 you know jammed you in the back and you know with with with, with the with the That's how they know him. Yeah, that's how they know him. Oh and I was like, it's, it's like that's the guy. That's the yeah. guy. <laughs> he's the one. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, but he yeah, no, he he he's he's amazing and, and oh, man, um, can do everything. Yeah, and we we uh yeah, we did Sekiro and and Is it tough doing a dub? Because Sekiro is one of those that like was Japanese, like Final Fantasy, like it was Japanese and a whole thing first, and then we dubbed it here. Yeah, you know it. it so with the in-game stuff, we we weren't really locked into um, timing. Oh, cool! Um, if, if memory serves me correctly. Uh -huh. um, but then, obviously, with cinematics, yeah, we there, there's there's there, there's timing that needs to be matched. Some actors are just really good at it, and yeah. you know, and, and and they just like come in and just boom. Um, you know, like like, if it were me, I'd be there all day long trying to get, uh, yeah. you know, <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> like five five lines done. Where some people yeah. they'll they'll they just have a, have a, a knack and they just do they they do it once, do it again. Half the time they get it on the second take, and then and then if it's not on the second take, they get it on the third, and you're like, oh my yeah, God. you know, and and then engineers will just you know maybe just do a little tweaking and uh -huh. it's, it's done. So I don't, I don't remember it being, being that challenging, but it was the, the, you know, the funniest thing is finish that game. I don't remember what I rolled onto, but I was like super busy. I, just the, up until now, like the last sort of few years have just been like mental. Yeah. And I ran into Noshir and he's like, congratulations. And I was like, what, what are you talking about? He's like, <laughs> Sekiro. I'm like, I'm like, well, what are you talking about? And he's like, come on, dude, you know. And I was like, well, what? I don't know. And he's like, it's game of the year. I'm like, it is? <laughs> <laughs> I'm working on the so, next game of the year, no? <laughs> yeah, so so it was, uh, yeah, it was, it was uh, you know, it was, it was, that was a fun, it was a fun project for sure. Yeah, it, it worked. You did good. Yeah, yeah. You mentioned that like you're doing, if they don't get it on the first or second take, they get it on the third. Do you ever cast someone who you're like, they have it here, but like, I feel like, I could tweak them to get them to where I want to be. 
Yeah, definitely. I mean, so now as a freelancer, now when you're going through an audition process, you always, you know, you, you, you bring people in, you work, you work with the, with, you know, with the team to make sure everybody's happy and, and, you know, they like all, you know, all the actors, but, but even like back in the day when, when at Lucas, when, if I wanted to just cast it and, and not even go through an audition process, I, I would never do that. I would, I would always go out there and see, you know, do, do due diligence and see who, you know, who, else, who is the right person for this role. And if that's somebody, if that's somebody new, then so be it, you know? And, 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 and I think I learned that, I learned that on Monkey Island because, I think with with Monkey Island, when we were casting the character Guybrush Threepwood, it was down to there, there was Bob Bergen, who is who is a very much legend. a known entity and a legend, and then there was Dominic Armato, and who was nineteen. Yeah, and, and I remember sitting with the, the project leaders um, on Monkey Island, and I was kind of like maybe I was leaning towards the the safer bet. And with with Bob and sure. they were like oh, I don't know we feel we feel really good about the young guy and we went with the young guy and, and it worked you know D- D- Dominic was 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 amazing and and so I think that at that point in time it was it was a good learning lesson you know it's like never never be afraid of the the person who doesn't have the experience but yeah you know if, if as long as you feel good about it you know that being said you know when when you know when I'm working with teams and we're going through auditions you know I'll, I'll always tell tell them it's like look listen to the audition or look at the audition and and if you like what you see you, you need to realize that that's what you're going to get um because because yeah. the, that, you know most actors well not most actors but but not every actor can be a chameleon like daniel day lewis like like sure some actors you can just kind of nudge five ten percent in one direction or the other and until we get somebody in we don't we won't know right what you know where they're at so if you like what you see that assume that that's what you're going to get don't don't think that you're going to get something else oh interesting because you, you, you might not right that sounds like a lesson learned the hard way yeah, for sure. Yeah, <laughs> I'm yeah. picking up a little something there, Dar. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, you'll definitely have 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 that. You're like, oh well, you know, it's, it's, we'll just we'll get them in, and they'll be great. And you know, and you know, or or you'll you'll. I've definitely had situations where there's people, you know, actors that I haven't worked with. You listen to an audition, but you've never had a chance to do a callback with them or anything, and and then mm-hmm. you come in, and then you're like, oh. Um, that was a lucky take <laughs> sure, <yeah. laughs> because, because, you know, the, the audition is, is, is one set. It's one performance. Yeah. It's, it's one glimpse at their instinct in a moment in time. Yes. And for an actor, instinct is a huge thing. And, and, and yeah. so you definitely, I've definitely had situations where you get in to do the work and then their instinct isn't exactly what you thought it was. And, sure. and, and so, and so then they become as, as a director actor becomes less predictable and so you're 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 trying there's something that you want and it's maybe not Uh, what what they're doing so you're trying to now all of a sudden you're trying to fit a a round peg into a square hole yeah so then kind of on the other on the flip side of that coin when you're working on like midnight suns i mean you would talk about like an all-star cast of just titans in the industry i mean like how is it working on a project like that with so many characters but the caliber of cast is just like is it like when you're back with Tress McDaniels, like just push the button? We know what we're doing. <laughs> push, push the button and go. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I mean, you know, like the the you know, that was a funny project because Two K called me and they were like, "Oh yeah, it was the team that 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 handled all the talent and and they weren't quite sure how much time I was going to be needed on the project and so they were like, "Yeah, it'll probably just be a couple of weeks." And uh, those those couple of weeks turned into into like 
a year. <laughs> That's <laughs> very like, different. Oh my God. Yeah, like like the game was like massive, massive. Huge. and you know, but yeah, like when when you're in there and 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 you've got a, a cast like that, you know, there's there's God, there's so many I can't even my brain is like I can't even remember. But it's but everyone, whoever it's everyone, else, yeah, it's them. <laughs> and and uh, you know, J- Jennifer. Mm-hmm. Brian Brian Bloom, Josh Keaton, you know, there's there's just there's so many, and Elizabeth, oh, yeah. Elizabeth Grulion and 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 Matt Mercer got Yuri back as Spider Man. Yuri, awesome. oh my god, yeah, and I like, adore that man. He's amazing. He's amazing. Yeah. He's amazing. They make your life so much easier, you know. Yeah. It's, it's, it, 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 at that point, it's it's just kind of like go, yeah, and then <laughs> and then I'm I'm just going A B B B, yeah. B. yeah. <laughs> That'll work. That'll work. Cool, cool, cool. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, definitely. It's, it's, uh, when, when, when you're, you know, certain projects, when you've got that, that level of cast, it's, it's like, you know, the work just, they, they just go into, into, into gear and you just kick back and, you know, just make sure everything is kind of, you set up the bumpers on the lane just to be like, yeah, you're you're like a you're like a pilot, but the ships the, the plane's on autopilot. You yeah, know? yeah. Um, <laughs> you're the safeguard just in case. You yeah, get a little too crazy. You're like, just over here. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah, but then yeah, you know, you know, it's not always that way. Every then once in a while, sure. You're, you're you know you're working you're working hard. So yeah, dude, how did you end up writing on the Battlefront reboot? Because that's different. <laughs> One of these is not like the others. No, so that actually was, was, was a funny, funny thing because I was down in LA and I was with I was with Bioware and the Dice team were just sort of starting their their process to to kind of put something together for a presentation to Lucasfilm and they were because they're all under the EA umbrella. Dice were talking to Bioware and because Bioware had so much experience you know, we're dealing with Star Wars and, and whatnot. And the Bioware team were like, hey, what this is while we were in the studio, they're like, hey, we just got a script. Can you can you just take a look at it to make sure that every, everything is cool because they're going to go in front of Lucasfilm with this. So I looked at it and I was like, uh, wait, you've got Echo Base, but you're on Tatooine. I'm like, you can't do that. And, and, <laughs> My <laughs> man. Like, excuse me. <laughs> I, just, I gave him some notes. And yeah. <laughs> a few weeks later, the, the, one of the guys from Dice was like, hey, can you work with us on on, on the script? And I was I, I was pretty quiet at the time. And I was like, yeah, sure. And so all of a sudden, he sends over an Excel doc, and it's empty. And, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, what is what? what? I think help is different for me and you. Yeah, right. And so... Um, <laughs> So or yeah, ordinarily I wouldn't I wouldn't go anywhere near that, but it, <laughs> it, it was it was quiet at the time, and so I sure. I um I you know I I did it and you know just 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 the AI because there was no there was no story mode in that first one. It was just multiplayer. So I just right. did, I just did all the the uh, you know the, like a lot of the AI barks, and then cool. we we uh, I, I have this unusual uh, skill set that comes up regularly which is uh apparently i'm i'm the the go-to person when it comes to translating english into hatties so, <laughs> hey, so, get so, it. <laughs> so i i um we, we had to have a whole bunch of aliens so then i had to translate the the english stuff into into hatties and and yeah and then we we recorded uh recorded all that <laughs> for battle for the battlefront reboot yeah think about you as a kid at this point like a Star Wars fan wanting to be Han Solo in a tree to translating into Huddies and official Star Wars games. Like what? What? 
I know. What's your it's, life, it's, dude? It's believe me, the translating Hatties probably sounds a lot more glamorous than it really is. <laughs> hey, you're amongst friends. I think that's awesome. My, my uh my wife hates it because there was there was a point in time where we were on vacation and uh we, we were in we were in Turks and Caicos and the kids were probably probably three and five so there were a handful uh-huh. and all of a sudden I had to there was an emergency and I had to translate some Hatties and so so from from <laughs> oh, like no. nine until 12 every morning I was like sitting out by the pool translating Hatties meanwhile my <laughs> wife is chasing the kids around and yeah <laughs> so, yeah I, so. I like to believe there's a reality where your children were yelled at for misbehaving in Hatties like your <laughs> brain's got their wires got crossed for a second totally is yes. there when you think back on all like the cool things you've done so far is there a project that stands out as like I'm really proud of this one um and all right I'm asking you to pick a, your children but there's got there's got to be a couple there's I think well yeah I think there's a few like yeah. like um Grim Fandango classic um, for sure you know I think M- monkey you know the monkey 3 which was the first first voice monkey uh i think that one too i I didn't quite realize at the time that the game was as popular as as as, uh as it was Um, sure so monkey three grim fandango um you know knights of the old republic um uh for sure playing the schlubby Um, i get it yeah that's right uh (laughs) the force unleashed Mm -hmm. but then you know like the you know the newer games um mafia uh, yeah you know uh, just because it was it was i mean you know that was a great cast uh oh, you yeah. know to, to spend four months with with, with that cast they you know they, they were they were they were amazing um and that team is is uh is just really really good i mean I, i'd worked with them on on mafia mafia 3 i did the dlc um yeah the the pcap and the vo um you know so so yeah, the, the the mafia stuff is 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 definitely a favorite. Um, but then, yeah, again, as as I mentioned, I, I really enjoyed uh, Dead Space as well, and 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 the yeah. the, the motive team are 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 amazing, and and um, hopefully, I get a, an opportunity to work with them again because because they're 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 just a great team. They're 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 just really really nice. Sure, makes a huge difference for sure. Oh yeah, 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 definitely. That's definitely. half of it. It is. It definitely is. It may be a little more. Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Is there something you haven't done yet that like you want to do? Is there anything on your bucket list left as far as work or not work? Why not? Um, work wise, uh, I don't know. I like, you you know, I, I like right now I, you know, I, I kind of consider myself, uh, and this is just the phase of the phase of life that that we're in. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm, you know, it's the last three years have been insanely busy. Um, yeah. But, but I still, I still kind of sort of jokingly refer to myself as a, as a full-time soccer dad, part-time director. Hey, um, there you go. You know, so. Um, Correct priorities. Well done. Yeah. <laughs> right. So <laughs> and my, 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 my wife has a, has a very busy, busy job. So it's, it's just with our schedules, it's a lot easier for me to kind of mm-hmm. be the person who who can focus on the kids when, when, you know, the time is there. Totally. Um, uh, Cause she's like on zoom, like, you know, eight hours a day. Uh, so right now, no, but, but I, you know, at some point, I mean, well, like I, you know, I want to continue to to do 
more performance capture just because yeah it's, you know it's it, it's just it's it's a lot of fun but you know i could see maybe down the road doing something live action um Ooh, you know uh, i'd watch that you know we'll we'll, we'll see it, 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 I, I would, requ- it would require yeah it would require more time you know sure and, sure and more dedication but um you know why not yeah um, and uh i love that yeah, on, on, a, on a personal level uh i don't know i you know what i i, I just uh I just you know I get a lot of satisfaction just hanging with the kids and and cool. you know doing doing that stuff and driving them around. I'm a glorified sure <laughs> Uber driver, <laughs> being a dad and whatnot. Yeah, yeah, and it's it's like they're they're fortunately their their soccer schedules are 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 aligning right now. But okay. you know that okay. that's a that's a it's a lot of you know like my son he this morning he was doing eight thirty to ten thirty. And then uh, tonight they're doing like, I think one of them is at five, the other is at five thirty, and then they Ooh. finish it at. Uh, let's see, five thirty would be uh, seven. You know, they'll be done at seven. So I'll be back and forth between here and the <laughs> here in the field, and uh, you know, and that and that just gets you know, it's just going to get more more uh-huh. intense. You know, now now my my daughter's going into into high school. And, but then i guess in a few years she'll be driving so yeah that's true but she'll drive herself <laughs> exactly <laughs> so then at this point now with technology progressing the way it's been do you have any advice for anyone who wants to get into the kind of interactive space or voiceover space either from an actor's perspective or a director's perspective yeah it's funny i i had a call recently with an agent who was looking to uh get into directing and the advice that i would give directors would be to get yourself in-house um nice because until you're in-house and you know like you you can certainly be a director and not be in-house but it's definitely a lot easier when you know how things get made and 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 then and then you you understand the the transition from cinematics into in-game i i there, there was a a job that i ended up going in on where there was a director who did the pcap mm-hmm. and then there, then there were there was a director who did the vo and there was a tonal difference between uh... one one and the other so even even though some of the actors were the same there was still a there was still a disconnect between those transitions and so that kind of thing you're you're is is more easily uh, learned when you're in house and and then you you also realize especially when it comes to game ai and how ai lines trigger and uh-huh. you know sort of the complexities around those like w- when they trigger how they trigger you know that stuff can can determine how intense uh, a line would be oh, yeah. um a, 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 another this is a, a real world example i was working on a game last year and th- that's out now sure and um you know we were we were recording different lines and what in the script there was like two levels of combat and okay. there was sort of a, a light combat and a medium combat and a lot of those light combats you, you think okay so there's the odd you know there's there's gunfire but it's not not a lot and so it's you know let, let's say the line is you know he's over there you, you think that that's a, that's an appropriate level for light combat 
But then in, in, in how that line gets used in game, you're in there and you're trying to tag an enemy so that your teammate knows who it is that you're, you're, you're tagging. And in my instance, the character that I was tagging was on the other side of a wall who was like 10 feet from me. And so I'm trying to be uh... stealthy and quiet. And then all of a sudden the line is like, he's over there. And it's right. like, oh, quiet. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> you know? He's gonna know we're here. <laughs> Simmer down. Um, so there's 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 a lot of knowledge to be you know learned about implementation and sure. performance levels that you can't learn it unless you are in house or you have the opportunity to play a game that you worked on two years before and then you realize. But but in, but but it, but if you go back and work with that same client, you're you're in terms of being able to to help them adjust their sort of tool set and and the implementation yeah. know, those are those are systems that take lots of time to to to, uh, to get in so so really what, what what you might need to do is have stealth lines light combat lines medium right. combat lines heavy combat lines and um as you, all of a sudden your line counts start to yeah <laughs> your, v, your vo budget starts to do that so um, so anyway, so, so this is an awfully long-winded way of saying if you're, if you're a new, want to be, you know, young director, try and find yourself in-house somewhere. Um, and, and very likely that may not be starting out as, as, uh, you know, a director, but maybe it's a, maybe it's a voice implementation person, whatever it is you, you need to do to get your foot in the door. Um, yeah. So yeah, so that's, that's what, I, that's what I would say for, for, uh, you know, directors, for actors, um, it's, you know, just be an actor don't focus on being a voiceover actor yeah be just be an actor whether that's you know theater on camera voiceover everything mm -hmm. just do it all do improv you know because because the, the there, there was you know there definitely was at the beginning of the of the my career we would hire voiceover actors and or or we would hire actors who had voiceover agents is probably the better way sure yeah and um <laughs> access and, and, and right and, and and a lot of those actors uh could do characters and some of them were some of them were animation and some of them were you know on camera but they you know had enough about them to 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 know that they were you know good at voiceover and but you know now with you know the entire skill set is needed so yeah whether it's you know voiceover or being able to go on on a you know performance capture shoot um and and you know act like you're on set or, or, mm -hmm. or on stage you know on, on a theater stage it's it's all the same and but then you know things like improv are just super helpful for whether it's just confidence in a, in a performer or or you know comedy or you know whatnot it's it, it's yeah it's do it all you know don't 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 pigeonhole yourself you know because there's there's a, there's a lot of actors that I, that i know that you know their their career will have started doing voiceover but now all of a sudden they're you know they're on a show or or yeah you know or or vice versa people who who, who started out doing shows and you know now now they're you know they're, they're making they're, they're just doing so much voiceover that they they're able to kind of walk away from that you know but, yeah. but there are, that's i, I guess the, the thing is that there are very few actors that have the luxury of being like pigeonholing themselves yeah right <laughs> you know so it's it's you just have to be open to everything that makes the best artists i've found yeah have a life yeah yeah, yeah no, totally and and um yeah just 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 do it all and um yeah and spend spend time this is kind of my, my, my sort of a, a pet th thing. 
yeah you know put put the cell phone down and, and yes, watch if, 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 if you're in an airport put the cell phone down and watch people just just watch them go back and forth yeah and and, and just and just you'll just see like sort of a rich tapestry of of characters that you can kind of yeah uh draw from and you know it's 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 true there's just a lot to be gained by watching people <laughs> oh yeah no that that's the that's the whole thing right it's like you're studying humanity to be more human you know it's like that game where like you're sitting on a bench and watching people and you're giving voices to what they're saying mm-hmm. that's totally. that's not weird at all I, I for sure don't do that all the time. <laughs> Dude, that that's solid advice though. I like the sort of practicality of it of like, yeah, just be a human being, but get in yeah. as a director, know all the parts because then you are more useful across the board more. Makes a lot of sense, Dara. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Makes a lot of sense. And just like that, you survived. Right. Hey, Look at you. It. We made it. Awesome. <laughs> this was so fun. Like, yeah. I, we have enough mutual friends where I knew I was going to like you beforehand, but this was great. Yeah, no, this was, this was fun. It was good, good to good to chat, and uh, I see uh, Carrie Fisher there behind you. You know, I got a couple things. You know, some stuff up there. Now, yeah. now, normally I ask people where can I where can people find you online, but they can't. No, <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, yeah, I, I, uh, I don't, I don't like social media, and so I, I so I, I, I don't Same. do it. It's, it, it's just, it's, it's. Uh, I just find it's there's there's a level of noise. I mean, it has its place, but there's just a, a level of noise that, that um, I, I just can't deal with. So what what I tell people is um, you can always find me on LinkedIn. It's the one so, sort of social media thing that I yeah. that, that I utilize. <laughs> and the, the reason I always push people in that direction is is because my inbox is is generally a train wreck. And so <laughs> what what happens is if, if somebody sends me a message on on LinkedIn, I may not see it for a month, but <laughs> what 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 will happen is at some point I'll I'll be sitting in my inbox sifting through emails and and I'll get one of those emails from LinkedIn saying, somebody's looking at your profile. And I'll be like, okay, let's see who's looking at my profile. Yeah. And so then I'll click <laughs> and I'll be like, oh, nobody's looking at my profile. There's, you know, it was like, right. I don't know who that is. And, uh, but then I'll be like, oh, look, there's a message here from somebody. And so then I'll, I'll, uh, you know, LinkedIn messages, I always do respond to at some point in time, but it may, it may not necessarily be timely. It gets put on the board. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. I love that it's the social network. That's the least social is the one. Totally. Yeah. <laughs> and there's, yeah, there's a reason for that. There's, there's a reason for that. I love it. I love it. Hello, friends. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of The Interesting Podcast. If you'd like to follow the show and stay up to date on new episodes, it's at Pod of Interest on Twitter and Instagram. If you'd like to follow me, I'm at Jedi Brian on all social media sites. You can also find me at brianbalance.com. There you'll find my demos, recent projects, and other stuff I'm up to. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it and tell your friends. A good rating or review always helps and is greatly appreciated. Let the people know we've got some cool stuff going on over here. 
As speaking of cool stuff, we now have merch. Just search The Interesting Podcast on TeePublic to pick you up some sweet gear. And if you'd like to support the show more directly and get early releases while you're at it, you now have that option over at patreon.com slash Brian. On that note, special thanks to Ben, Chris, Daryl, Daz, and Victor. Your support means so much to me, and I can't tell you how much I appreciate it. So until next time, be well.